0: Yeah, I was impressed with the, uh, the Iron Man. In a former life, I used to race them.
1: <laughs> it was, I say, it's the worst decision I've ever made in my life. Because I did it to, um, my wife didn't think I could do it. And so she, we saw the, the billboard, Iron Man is coming to Virginia. And I said, wow, it would be cool to do it one day. And she said, you would never. And then that night I signed up. And then I had to follow up with training and things. And then, man, that was just, yeah, that was just, that was hard. And with two young kids. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, We call those a great idea at the time. (laughs) Yeah, I remember every single one I've done just being jealous of the uh, slightly overweight person drinking a beer, eating pizza, watching us run by. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I've never wanted to be so fit in my life and wanted to be that person.
1: That's right. That's right. I, I can relate. Yep. So. I can relate. Awesome. Nice.
0: But I love that the, uh, the motivator to it because I, I uh, hopefully my wife doesn't hear this one. But, uh, you know, her telling me I can't do something is a pretty darn good reason why I'm going to do it.
1: Yep. that's uh, – um, yeah, it's, it's – and, and John talks about um, the types of feel. Mm-hmm. And that one burns fast. It, it doesn't last very long, proving my wife wrong. But if the goal is, is short term, then I think it could work. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> Definitely.
0: Well, before we jump into uh, to our discussion, the uh, really excited to have you on. And I'm, I'm, when I reached out a couple months ago um, and uh, invited you on and you said, yes, I was a little kid in the candy store. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so I, I think you know the background we heard john at the vision source exchange, uh, our national meeting last year, yep. when he talked about soundtracks and a really good friend of mine, Dr. Ted McElroy uh, had had been introduced to john and he was uh, instrumental in helping to, to bring him to that meeting. Um, I heard it and immediately bought the book the audiobook because I listen. I don't uh, I don't like reading books. I like listening yeah. to them. And, uh, and then Ted and I talked about it when All It Takes is a Goal came out. Ted and I uh, couldn't wait to, to share our discussion back and forth and had a great talk. We've had lots of fun talks with colleagues, uh, so much so that John's coming back again to our national meeting and uh, even more excited about that. Yeah. yeah. Cause I know what we're getting this time and it's going to be uh, amazing. Yeah. I uh, joined the guaranteed goals community nice. uh, just to, to, you know, just immerse myself more into all of you and, uh, and you are the cruise director of that community. And, uh, uh, I've only been on one cruise, but the cruise director was awesome. And you have been here. So, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got to where you're at now.
1: Um, so I am from Brazil originally. Um, I played tennis, played every sport my entire life, but towards middle school, focused in on tennis. Um, I had a family of athletes. My mother was a pro swimmer. My dad played soccer. Um, my uncle was a water polo um, athlete and played tennis. And my grandfather on my mom's side played played tennis. And so when I was growing up, they just put me in tennis lessons on a neighborhood uh, court. And then, at seven years old, the coach came to my family and said, "Look, I think I've maxed out all that I can teach, Gian. You know." And so, they my my uncle had a contact with truly the best tennis coach in Brazil. He was actually the coach of the national team, and he was best friends with him. And he said, "Hey, we could bring him to um, to the academy." And the coach at the time. Um, he only gave lessons to junior players in the afternoon because in the mornings, if you know any country club or tennis academy, it's full of ladies in the morning. And so but my schooling until I got to middle school was in the in the afternoons. And so I had my mornings off. And so the coach said, if you want to bring them at 7 a.m., I'll give them a lesson from 7 to 8 before the ladies come for their lessons. And my family jumped in and said, sure, we'll do it. So at, from seven to 12 years old, I was getting in a car about six in the morning, driving 45 minutes, doing a one hour lesson and then driving 45 minutes home again, just to have a lesson twice a week with the What's best coach in the country. Yeah. Um, and so I stayed with him for close to 11, 12 years until I came to college. Um, I did a year of high school in Connecticut. Um, my mother sold her car so she could afford sending me to Connecticut for a year to do high school because my goal was always to play college tennis. And so she said, why don't we pay for a year for you to go and see if you actually like America, and then we can decide. So I said, sure. The moment I landed in America, I was like, yes, I want to come to college in America. Um, but yeah, I did a year of high school in Connecticut, um, and then went back to Brazil, finished my high school, and then got recruited to play college, college tennis at a D1 institution um, and did that for four years, found my wife there. Um, we got married right after graduating. And then, um, the, the the college offered me a a full-time position to be the assistant women's tennis coach. So I got into women's ministry, I would call it in very hard. I got married and I was coaching 10 to 12 women every year. Um, and so, That was a shock to my system that only played individual male tennis player, you know, tennis Mm -hmm. uh, for the majority of my life. And so that was fun. That was uh, that was a cool experience. I did that for 10 years. And if you know anything about college sports, especially D1, we travel like crazy. So we were I was gone almost 100 nights a year um, just with tennis matches and then recruiting and professional development and all those things. And I started having kids. And so 2021 felt like my kids were four and two Um, at the time. um, I thought I probably need to spend a little bit more time at home. My parents were divorced when I was five. And so I never had my dad at home with me full time. You know, I would go to him every other weekend. And I just thought it would be great for, you know, my kids to have their dad at home a little bit more often. And so... I um, I transitioned out and my college actually created a position of director of tennis. Um, and so now I oversee both tennis programs, their facilities, their operations, food, equipment, everything. And during that transition, John came to speak at my university. We actually, coincidentally, we read soundtracks as a team. Okay. And he comes to speak, and I get to just drive him back and forth from the hotel to the speech and back, you know? So I have maybe a 30-minute interaction total with John. And the following spring, spring of 22, I get a an email from John's assistant saying, Hey, John is looking for a part-time social media coordinator. And you work in a college. There's lots of young people that know social media. Can you just find somebody, you know, can you... Give us some options or people who will be interested in the job. And so I asked everyone around. I asked even my sister-in-law who works in social media. And everybody said, no, not interested. So I told my wife, I said, I'm going to apply. And my wife's replies because she is the driver of every decision I make. She said, why would they hire you? These were her real words. Why would they hire you? You only post pictures of food, you know? And I was like, valid question. But nobody seems to be interested, so I'm just going to apply. So I put my resume out there, and I went through probably seven interviews before I even got to interview with John, you know. Um, and so my, my favorite memory of all that is right after John came to speak was Halloween, and we had just written soundtracks, so I dressed as John for Halloween. <laughs> I, I put the, the sweater, and I dyed my hair white. Um, I believe that's my picture. Maybe that's my picture on the GDC on the guarantee Ghost for me. That might be my picture, but, and I put a microphone in my ear. And so I, I dressed up as John. I carried the soundtracks book around, but, um, I'm in the last interview with John, his, um, his HR guy and his HR guy is grilling me because I am not, I was not prepared for that job, like classically prepared. I did not go to school for social media. I had a physical education degree, a master's in education. Um, and I literally only took pictures of food. And so his HR guys, like, you understand that you're going to be John's voice out there in the social media world. And I said, yes, I understand. I understand that. And then John pitches in and says, he's already dressed like me, you know, being my voice is not going to, you know, is not going to be that difficult. And so I thought that was, that was a cool moment there. But, yeah, they, they hired me. Um, and six months into my job as a social media coordinator, so I was just in charge of creating content from his quotes, and he starts sending me reels, so I'll put captions and do all of that and, and yep. schedule it for him. Six months into it, he comes up with the idea of a community. And, and we're like, oh, that's exciting. There's lots of online communities, but how are you going to set yourself up, you know, set yourself apart from all these other online communities he said well i want to just have the home depot of goals and that's <laughs> that's where the the guaranteed goals community came in where it doesn't matter what your goal is you will find a tool like home depot that will help you um, that will help you in it and then he followed up that sentence with and i want you to be inside this community constantly shepherding people along since I was a coach that was i that was actually my stronghold i had yep. i actually had experience in that at least you know and so um that was so much fun so we kicked it off in january of 2023 and it's just been an awesome journey just seeing people transform um their lives had been incredible i my favorite definition of coach is from stagecoach which is also a great western movie but yeah. um is taking important people from where they are to where they want to go I like that and part. and that has always stuck with me during my college coaching career but now as as a ggc um in there is just helping people you know i'm not doing the work for them i'm just coaching <laughs> them you know um get to where they want to go if they want to lose you know, 15 pounds, if they want to write their next book, if they want to run a marathon, if they want to... Man, we got a vegan um, food truck that, you know, like, that somebody just wanted to start a vegan food truck. Somebody else wants to train their miniature horses for shows. And it's like, all of these people are inside the same community, which never existed, you know? Like, a lot of the other communities are focused on one goal. Like, there's a losing weight goal, or there's a runner's club, or whatever and so it's been it's been awesome to be inside the the guaranteed goals community. It's been so awesome
0: it's been a lot of fun to to see and be a part of that community the um and what struck me is is interesting first uh, to your point tons of goals and and you know my thought was i, I don't relate to any of these people right? i don't <laughs> I, I don't want to do any of these things yeah and yeah. um but what was what was neat and it, it was everybody was following the same steps to get to wherever they wanted to go. So the, the journey, the, the journey was similar. The end was different because everybody has different mm. goals, but the steps to get there all seemed to be very, very similar. And, yeah. um, which was a, a huge aha moment for me. Yeah. Uh, because I was the, uh, the, the, I mean, I, I have big goals and then I just put my head down and, you know, run head first into the wall until the wall breaks. <laughs> and, uh, and then yeah, I got that's, it, how, which, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> So hence the iron man right that's but, right uh, yeah, that's right, um, but there's got to be a better way to uh, to do that, and it was hard to to find that way um without the framework and the structure that, yes. that John spelled out in the book, but then you saw play out in real life through the community yeah.
1: and and i read I read a lot of books, I probably average a book a week um and a lot of those you can call this self help books are so much just. Blabber, like there's no, you know, there's not much um sustenance to it yep. um but what I noticed with John's books before I even worked with him was he actually shared stories of real people, first of all, you know, and then now inside the guaranteed ghost Community, I get to meet those people, <laughs> you know yeah. like i there's there's a guy named David in the guaranteed ghost community, he was in the military, he deserted the military, right and went to jail for it was a drug dealer went to jail now he's a beauty school like director you know like the stories that inside the gdc are just ridiculous like you can't make the stuff up you know and we have the other guy who who wanted to who ran his first marathon and then he has a side business as a wasp remover guy and then he also because he likes that he he has his own makes his own honey and that's his other side business, you know, so like all this conglomeration of people just working together, um, which as a tennis player, I never really had a team around me until I came to college to play college tennis. But to see the power of community and how much better that is in pursuing your goals in community, um, it's been it's been truly life changing. It's been awesome.
0: That's interesting. You bring up community, the uh... We met you and john through uh through the vision source family and community yeah. and uh which john had a subsequent podcast uh, about his experience right. talking to a bunch of optometrists and we were all super giddy because you know we know he's talking about us and we were there the um uh, what is it about community that helps people achieve their goals because the it, achieving your goal is still an individual process you've yeah. got to do the work right but yeah what is it what's the secret sauce of a community? that helps me better get from point A to point B?
1: Yeah, I think it it, it has to do with the, the aspect of you looking at someone else and and, and being like, wow, if, if he did it, I can do it. You have that mentality. As long as you don't have the mentality and you have to work on your soundtracks, right, and your broken soundtracks oh, yeah. that talk, John talks about. But if you can see a person of your same age or same life, stage or whatever and he or she is doing that and you want to get there you at least know it's possible right and then you get to pick the brain of that person you get to ask that person questions and how how do you actually do it you have two kids i have two kids like you have a full-time job i have a full-time job how do you still write a book and then you can have real answers now there's also the thing of there you can also help somebody who is trying to get to where you are right so the moment you you start teaching someone else you actually learn more <laughs> you know like you learn because now you're breaking it down into easier steps for them to get to to where you got and so that can help you with a future goal and i think what john has been able to do is he before he even opened an official community his environment his universe you know like he has been able to foster trust, vulnerability, where if you just go into the the GDC, you just see people just being very vulnerable with their struggles, with their successes, um, and that is just awesome to see. And as a single tennis player, most of my entire life, I never had that. And so I, I only wish I was surrounded by more people that I could pick their brains, could compete against, or just learn from instead of just my coach that that will probably skyrocket in my career a little bit more.
0: <laughs> oh, absolutely. It's being vulnerable is tough. And uh, somebody told me once that it was, you know, we don't like to get our egos hit. And I, I don't think it's an ego issue. I think it's uh, afraid of others seeing us how we sometimes see ourselves. Yep. And, um, and what that feeling is going to be like. Um, but once you get, you get past it, and you realize that nobody's really looking at you because they're all worried about how you're going to look at yep. them. Yeah. It's, um, it's incredibly freeing. And, uh, and then you can, you can become vulnerable realizing that others have the same vulnerabilities yeah, and, uh, and, and help each other out. No, I, I yep. love that a lot. Yeah. What have been the, it, it, as the cruise director of the community, what have you seen have been the, the typical challenges people face just getting started towards their goal?
1: Yeah. I, I think the first one is the the broken soundtracks, right? Those, those, I can't do it. My my family never did it, so that means that I can't do it either. Um, those those broken soundtracks of oh, I'm too old to start on this. We just had a, a woman post a few months ago and said hey i'm 59 years old is it too late for me to start a business and everyone at the bottom was like no No. you go (laughs) like you start a business right now like you know um so and those thoughts you know probably in her head and hundreds of others heads um and no you just need a community in there to say no go for it like you can actually you can do it but i always caution people with Possibility and probability—the the difference between possibility and probability, right? So, is it possible for me to hike Mount Everest? Yes, it is possible, right? Is it probable? Not right now, right? I have to work towards those things, and so I think what John does and his, um, the methodology that he's come up with, it makes the possibilities more probable, right? So, person comes into the community and says. This year, I want to write a book. Is it possible? Yes. Is it probable? No, because 96% of Americans say they want to write a book. Only 2% have a book published, right? So there's a massive gap right there, right? So John's methodology and the lessons he teaches and the community aspect makes it so that that person can take steps forwards towards writing her book and make the possible more probable. And so I... And I love just being a part of it and just being able to watch it. But at the same time, I'm not just there just to guide people through it. I'm living it too, right? Right now, I'm training for a 50-mile race, an ultramarathon, right? So I'm there. I'm, I'm picking the brain of some people who have done it in the past and, and helping others who, man, I've just sit on my couch. How do I even run a 5K? Yeah. It's like, yes, you can do it. Here's the steps I took to, to run my first 5K. Because after college, there was probably an eight-year gap there where I did not want to do any physical activity because I was just so drained and my body was so broken that I didn't want to do anything. And so I did have to leave being a couch potato to now training for an ultra marathon. And so if you told me four years ago that I was, I was going to be an Ironman and running ultra marathons, I'd be like, no, you're kidding. That is a joke. (laughs) So um, it's just been really fun to to see that progress in myself as well as in so many other people.
0: I like that, making the uh, the the possible more probable. Yeah, um,
1: and, and what really
0: gravitated me towards John, and I'm going to ask you if he's really like what he's really like. You know, yeah. when The cameras are off. The because uh, I imagine he's just you know the the kind of fun, silly you know goofball, yep. great great guy to have a beer with. Um, the what attracted me to him was, to your point, a lot of other business books and and whatnot, genius people, and I love what they said, but I couldn't relate. Yeah. It, it was it, it was either too theoretical, it was too warm and fuzzy, um, that the speakers were too polished. Yeah, right? it just I couldn't relate. Um, it, the, the only other one I'd related to before I found John's book was um, uh, I believe the book's Relentless by uh, Michael Jordan's trainer. I'm drawing a blank on his yep. name right now. Uh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know who you're talking um, about. And, and and the book's kind of brutally honest. Uh, yeah, but I could relate to that and go, okay, I, yeah, you know, I got it. I appreciated that, um, yeah. but I struggled finding something else until uh, until I heard John talk and then read his books because I said, yeah. okay, that's me, right? I I don't yeah. know what I want out of life. Like, I don't yeah. have a yeah. genuine why that I wake up for every morning, and you know, the, yeah. the birds aren't singing to me and rainbows aren't everywhere. Like, yeah. it's just I wake up and the dogs are being punks and my kids don't wake up and we're running Mm -hmm. late to school. And, uh, I mean, they're, they're wonderful. I I, I don't mean to knock them, but it's life, right? It never goes how we plan. Um, and I just needed to, to find baby steps. And in fact, in, in our office last year, um, I took all of my monthly goals for the team and broke them down to daily goals Mm -hmm. and, uh, the term called uh, winning the day, you know, just here's what the goal is that day. And then I read all it takes the goal and said, wow, he, he put words behind the concept that I had kind of figured out, but then f- put in the the missing little pieces and blocks that I had had. So, yeah. uh, our whole team is actually reading "All It Takes Is a Gold this year. We have a book every year that's that, awesome. uh, that I build as a team because I I believe it's my job to to build people. I mean, I'm, I'm yes. an optometrist. I take care of eyes, but as a business owner, uh, my people take care of our patients, and my job is to build them. Yeah. And if I'm not helping them, that's they're not helping themselves, and, and then they can't help help others yeah so it's uh, it's neat to see all the little pieces come into uh come yeah to play
1: yeah definitely and go back to w- what John is like but you know when the cameras are not on he's the same person like he is truly the same person ever from the moment I picked him up in my car when I I was just you know worshiping him from afar and I was like holy cow I got John Acuff in my car you know yeah. and he walked he so he I have a minivan because I have two kids you yeah. know and he jumps in the minivan and he looks back and sees the two car seats and he says, Do you have kids? I said, Yes, I have. You know? He was like, Whoof. Yeah, that would have been awkward if you didn't have any kids, you know? That been...
0: <laughs> That's <laughs> um, funny. No,
1: yeah. And no, but he's he's he he truly does what he preaches. And even you know, two weeks ago, they got a massive snowstorm in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he's, he's now inside the community. He's updating everybody on his goals. Right. Yep. And I saw that he didn't run any miles outside in in that week. So I told, I, I texted him, I said, Hey, you're slowing down. What's going on? You, you know? And he was like, man, we just got eight inches of snow. Do you think I'm going to go out and run in the snow? You know? And it was like, do you think I'm David Goggins or something? You know? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, like, he's normal, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. like, he's, yeah, and I tell my wife, I'm, like, I'm in the, right in the middle of the spectrum between John Acuff and David Goggins, you know, like, I'm a little crazier than than, than John, I will still probably go and run in the snow, but I'm not David Goggins, you know, yeah. so, yeah, so that's, um, it's just been fun to see because i guess you know they they always say never meet your heroes because they'll always disappoint you you know right. and with john it was it was never that he was always so gracious um always and just like you do with your team he's always pouring into us always you know sending thank you notes and leading those meetings well um always asking how can i make your jobs easier and we're like no 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 that's not how it works we make your job easier john like that's why you hired us you know yeah. but he's always thinking um, on ways that he can serve us as well, which is really really neat.
0: That is neat, and uh, lots of our our the listeners to the podcast are independent optometry owners. They own their own practices, right? The group that uh, yeah that John's going to come speak with. Uh, what? How, how does John structure that? How does he engage with you guys? Is it a, a scheduled, you know, weekly meeting? Is it um, very random? Like, what is yeah. the, what do those structures look like?
1: Yeah. So we have we have one scheduled meeting every week, um, where our team is, uh, maybe six people. So it's not, it's not a massive team, but the amount of stuff that we do, it's like they, he's able to hire some high level people. Um, and so we have a one hour meeting, that's it. And we hash it out, everything that needs to happen within the next week, and then go, go on to things that maybe are coming up that we just need to be aware of. And then, I have a meeting with him 30 minutes um, every week where we just talk more on the social media side, community aspect of things where maybe our marketing guy doesn't need to know about, but that I can just report to John and we don't waste that team meeting going over things that only two people need to be aware of. Does that make sense? Yep. And I think that is one of the best things that, that we can do. I think if I, I've been in so many meetings where there's, 10, 15 people in this room, but only two people are talking, and I'm like, I'm just wasting my time here, I'm just, there's no point, you know what I'm saying, like, or it's a meeting where it's like, now you give me a two minute report, now you give me a two minute report, now you give me a two minute report, and, and then that's it, like, there's no interaction. So that could also have been just an email thread. Everybody just emails you, whatever you know what I'm saying. Yep. so there's no dialogue, there's nothing there. So why do we even have a meeting? you know um, so it's It's been great to see that aspect of it. and I have implemented that meeting strategy into my job here at the college as well with my coaches and my staff that I, that I manage now, um, which yeah, it's just been it's been great. So that's the paces of the meeting. We don't have much meetings, um, but we leave those meetings, know exactly what's expected of us for the next seven days until we meet again, what are the things that need to be delivered by then? And then if, you know, sometimes we, it, things don't get delivered and then we just come, up, come back again and say, does anybody else, do you need the help from somebody else? Like, does anybody else need to step in and help you or no, maybe your, your, your kid just got sick for three days and you just had to stay home or whatever. Um, so it's been that the meeting pace and rhythm has just been great with John. Oh, very cool. Yeah.
0: The other thing that struck me with John, um, because now I've become a fanboy, and so I (laughs) listen to his podcasts and, and uh, I try to be on, you know, all the the live events. Usually I end up having to watch the, the recordings of them, but what what struck me initially as an audit first. And then I, I think I realized the genius of it is it seems with John, what he's sharing in his message is very much blocking and tackling, right? There's, Mm. we're not throwing Hail Marys. He's not talking about, um, you know, that, that one-off crazy play that's going to win the game or whatnot, but he, he breaks down the goal steps and every Time he's giving a new podcast or whatnot. All the steps are there and he is just presenting them in a slightly different way. I think because we need to hear things multiple times, but it was, <laughs> it was really interesting to me, you know, as an athlete, you uh, grew up playing soccer and wrestling, right? You, you practice the crazy stuff every now and then, but you're not going to win a game off a bicycle kick, right? You win the game off collecting yep. the ball dribbling making the yep. right pass making the right yep. run it's, it's it's basic basics um so it's, I've, I've really been interested in it's been interesting watching john and all his different communication platforms really rely on the basics to get his message across and i think yeah that's part of his secret sauce in the past our focus revolved around prescribing macu health or macu health plus to patients at risk of macular degeneration while also recommending it to collegiate and professional athletes for enhanced contrast sensitivity and sports performance. However, this year's introduction of the life meter has been a game changer. The life meter revealed a concerning truth. Many of my patients have alarmingly low skin carotenoid levels indicating potential deficiencies in essential body tissues like the retina and brain supported by over 30 peer reviewed publications, life meters accuracy, Consistency and effectiveness has been demonstrated across 2,000 subjects with diverse backgrounds. With this newfound insight, I can now have meaningful conversations about carotenoid levels with all of my patients, even those who may seem outwardly healthy. To learn more about this empowering technology, feel free to contact your MacU Health representative or click on the link in the show notes. Together, let's optimize patient care and elevate their well being. As doctors of optometry, we cannot do what we do without our team. And paraoptometrics are allied health professionals who assist us in providing the highest level of vision care to our patients. We at ICODE Education want to support you and your team in the paraoptometric certification process, which is why not only do we have resources available, training resources available for your team to help prepare them for the test, but we also have a discount code specifically for the Aaron Werner podcast listeners, which gives you a hundred dollars off for 12 months. So you can use the code AWP 2024. That's AWP 2024 to get a hundred dollars off for a 12 months code. We'll put the link in the show notes, but you can visit icodeeducation.com and search for paraoptometric training to see what those courses are like.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think he does a great job. And I think the biggest problem is most people listen to John. They they love John's message, but they the first step is just taking a little action. And that's what all it takes as a goal was like find that easy goal, right? That you can just take a little action. And I think a lot of people just don't even start. Because the moment you actually take a step towards whatever goal you're trying to achieve, then you'll see that that momentum will build and then it becomes easier and then it becomes easier. Um, and I think if people just listen to John's message and the next thought is, how can I implement that in my life? Even 1% of his message into my next day. And then you do that. Because um, that's what I did. I, I And I, I joke around, like, I watch, I read all the John's books and I... I did like the free challenges, but I never bought any of his courses before, right? But when I tell the staff, I was like, I got to work with John and I actually never bought any of his stuff. But because he gives so much for free, yeah. if you actually just do what he tells you, like your life will be different. You know, your life will be completely different. You know, I went from leading a, a tennis team with eight girls to now leading over 700 people inside this community yeah. in a span of two years, just because I was, you know, every day just acting a little bit on on a little bit of John's knowledge in there. And so it's just been awesome to see. And now, you know, in the community, when he builds that, now that just, it's the sh- biggest shortcut in the world, that community, yep. because whew, you can you can still take action on the free stuff. And then you have this community where they're all doing it together. And so we have like brave hours once a month where we can just come on zoom and we just commit to working on something. And that is massive. When you have that time blocked off and you're like, yeah, I've been procrastinating on cleaning out my drawers and I'm going to, you know, declutter, but I never have time. Well, yeah. you do have time. You just, just don't make the time. And so, um, having those brave hours have been cool too.
0: Oh, those are very cool. I've yeah. the, uh, I love what you said. Take action. The, um, cause I've read lots of different books. Um, I think there's three of them that I've acted on and two of yeah. them were, were John's, um, <laughs> the, uh, soundtracks I really liked because that, yeah. that yeah. changed. Um, you know, I'd been talked to about incantations before. I just, that sounded too wickety for me. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but I can, I can change a soundtrack and yeah. then, um, all it takes is a goal and just the best moments list. Yeah. It so I, I, I tried to do it every morning and it, it, you know, I, I've kind of gotten into a little rhythm where I feel like I need to, to just sit and, and write and recenter myself. Um, and, uh, but it was a, a amazing to me to learn more about who I was because yeah. if I would have told you my, you know, what drove me I uh, it was wrong. Yeah. And I think a lot of times we have interesting, we have perceptions of ourselves that maybe aren't completely tied to reality. And, um, you know, I would have thought I was an achiever. I've, I've run multiple Ironmans. I, I used to run marathons for fun. And I was, I was that crazy guy, oh. uh, but I never, th- but for me, it was, it was all about relationships on my best moments list. And I, I wouldn't have guessed, I know people are important, yeah. but I would have thought I was much more of a, of a self-driving person than the, the relationship. Cause I'm not yeah. a social, social <laughs> dude. Um, and uh, so i've i've worked with that i've used that a little bit in in speaking and coaching with other with the other offices yeah uh, and i also found that motivating my team was different they you know we like to use money and business a lot to motivate people <laughs> and it, it, you know material things weren't on the top of anybody's list yeah and so instead of motivating with material things motivating with experiences it, it selfishly got me more uh, yeah. it got them to perform better uh, for me, but the rewards were, were bigger for them in a sense of they appreciated it. Yeah. You know, and sure. I don't think they would have yeah. known that if we hadn't have gone through that exercise.
1: Yeah, for sure. And, and, and I agree with the monetary thing is, you know, when, if you're at a basic level of living, right? Yeah. You know, a $1,000 bonus, you're going to forget about that the moment you buy your new iPhone and then you it's gone or whatever, right? But man, going as a group to this thing, you know, like that memory will stick with you for months, years. And that will be a part of your best moments list. Right. So I think I did that too. And mine had very little objects, you know? And so when that happened and my wife did it and she had very little objects, we're like, why do we have so much crap in this house then? You know, like (laughs) what's the point, you know? And so um, we just got rid of a ton of stuff, a ton, a ton. And so we're not minimalists, but we're we're got we're going towards that. Just because we have two young kids, so we have a lot of stuff laying oh, yeah. around still. Um, but but yeah, it's just it was a great exercise, a mental health exercise of just shedding all of that weight of just stuff around the house that we thought we needed that we actually didn't, and it didn't make us happy, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it's. It's that exercise when I first read it, um, because one of my tasks was to track down every human being that John mentions in that book and asks for and ask for permission to share that story in the book. You know, like so those names are real names like those are real people that I had to go find and track down and be like, hey, Sam B from Idaho, you know, can you and so those are real people. Those are real that's people, cool. yeah, and um, and that's just massive. When you see other people doing what you want to do, and you have that close relationship with them, it's just been awesome.
0: Yeah, yep. I I love the real people aspect of it too, and I love that the stories he uses aren't you know so and so has a went from nothing to owning a billion dollar company. I just <laughs> I mean, those are cool stories yep. and they exist, but that's not that's not me. Right? I, I I don't yep. even think I want that to be me. Right, I just yeah. don't want to be comfortable. Um, yep. Yeah, and I agree with you on the material things. I just, I got to get over the, the hurdle of buying more shoes. I've got a, a, an affinity <laughs> that, for do athletic Do you think
1: shoes. that, is that an optometrist thing, shoes? Is that how you display your, your identity? Because that happens with soccer players all the time, right? Because yeah. they have to wear the, the team uniform. Yeah. So the only way they can display their identity and their whatever is through the soccer cleats. Yeah. Is that the same thing with optometrists, you think?
0: I, I don't know if it's through opto- with optometrists. I, I think it was me just starting... I mean, having running so much that I had shoes that I ran through okay. and, uh, and then I find some, I, I'm on the, I'm on a mission to find the best of everything. Uh, like I want to find the best yeah. pair of travel pants. I want to find the best <laughs> pair of shoes. But the problem is when I find it, well, I got to have it in multiple colors because yeah. you can't just yeah, have obviously. a pair of black pants. You need yeah. some baby blue ones and maybe the olive green <laughs> ones. Right. And, uh, so Lululemon now is, is the beneficiary of, uh, Oof. Okay, of my, my, my they're great to travel with. Right? Yeah, I, I hate slacks. I like yep. something that has a little. But bit But theirs of a theirs stash. are really good. Yep. Yep. So I I, I like theirs, and then OnCloud shoes have been my latest. Mm. Uh, yeah. A, a guilty pleasure. Um, yeah,
1: I haven't dipped. I haven't dipped on the OnCloud shoes yet. I'm a big Roger Federer fan, tennis okay. wise, right? And he got sponsored by OnCloud. He actually helped start it, basically. Really? Um, yeah. He was a, one of the early investors. Um okay. And and he made they made an actual tennis shoe from on um and so i haven't dipped my toe in that one yet i'm still holding off to my nike's that i get for free from college so oh, there you that's go. what uh i'm just holding on to that one but I, yeah I, I the on shoes have been in my my bucket list of purchases here
0: yeah It's, uh <laughs> I, I the the idea of i can have a running shoe that i don't have to like stop and tie my laces yeah cause it's I'm t- also yeah lazy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, you're just busy. You're just busy. You got no time. You yeah, got no just,
0: time. So and uh, and thankfully I have a wife who humors all of my uh there you my go. quirks like my quirks like that, right? And uh <laughs> um but yeah, no my daughters are upset though. They're like, How come you have more Lululemon stuff than I do? And so then we have the talk about how dad has a job and he works hard. That's right. That's right. You have yeah. a job and you work hard, you can you can buy yourself, yes. you know, silly guilty pleasures like that as well. That's right. For sure. Yeah. Nice
1: that was so, my thing with legos i see legos oh behind i you. love yeah
0: yeah got, right uh, and
1: um my,
0: i can't grow plants but i can build hey that's lego incredible yes yeah. that don't die. yeah
1: that's the thing and i i started it probably four years ago um just building them it's just a good activity that i get to display it right so um but my my kids are like dad you got another lego set for yourself not us i was like well i yeah. work I make money. Like if you saved your money that you get from your grandparents, and when you do chores and things, like you can buy yourself a Lego set, you know. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah, it's uh, teaching the kids that is uh is a yeah. is a it's been fun. It, it
0: <laughs> is and Legos are my stress. It's or stress relief rather. It's the yeah. one thing that yeah. I can that helps me just turn my mind off. And yep. somebody yep. else tells me what to do. I can follow the little instructions <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I just bought the Starry Night. Uh, Oh, the picture frame—the picture frame one. Okay, so I'm excited to get started on that.
1: Are you going to display on that in the office or
0: at home? Uh, probably my home office. Nice. Yeah. And nice. Uh, I, I I like to come where I'm at now. Just it's uh, it's my little zen place. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. So now they're, <laughs> they're fun. I still have all my Legos too from when I was a kid. So we've got the yeah. giant, you know, forty gallon <laughs> bucket that uh, was some. Uh, I'm sure some of the pieces in there are, are worth some money if I dug through them. But they're yep. really fun to watch my For kids sure. and my nephews all dig through and play with. <laughs> Um, well, awesome. Um, so before we we wrap up, when somebody reaches out and says, "Hey, Gian, I know you're involved in this whole goal thing, right? <laughs> Where do I start?" Right? Yeah. What, what, what's uh, I'm I'm really good at uh, at failing at that second Friday in uh, in January. Yeah, uh, Quitters which, Day. Yep. Quitters Day. Yep. And uh, my goal this year was to not quit by Quitters Day. <laughs> there and, you go. Uh, we've we've made it. But um, <laughs> what do you tell people when they say, "Hey, you know, you're, you're in this goal deal. Like, what should I start? What should I do?"
1: Yeah, I think uh, a, a lot of people try to pursue goals that they're not passionate about, that it doesn't matter to them. Just And social media has a lot to do with that, because now these people are seeing constantly, you know, make a million dollars, or run a marathon, or lose 20 pounds in a week, or whatever, whatever it could be, you know? It's like, um, write your kid a note in their lunchbox every single day, like, you know, like handwritten notes to your kids in lunchbox, Whatever. And the, we talked about it, but the, the best moments list is probably the best goal starter anybody could have because it gives you an audit of what lights you up, what gives you joy, right? Because mm-hmm. if you're choosing a goal just because your friends are doing it or just because you see that's the next new thing or or whatever, that may carry you a little bit, but... That might only take two weeks in January, right? Mm -hmm. And so the best moments list will give you that that basis of oh, there's some commonalities here. Very few people that we've come across have all four buckets of the best moments list equal, like that. The five or yeah, doesn't 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 exist, right? You have one preferred one, usually one or two, um, and then look up at those goals more. And make those goals. We have a person in the community, her major goal was to just go travel the world watching Bruce Springsteen concerts, because that's what she loves. She loves Bruce Springsteen. And so how... And she was a former mayor of, like, Minneapolis. Wow. Like, you know, and so it's like, how do you break it all that down? How do you break down a goal, you know, the goal to go watch Bruce Springsteen all over the world. And so I guess you have to save some money. So you have the financial goal in there, right? Yep. You have to book things and you have to pack and you have to figure out, you know, all those little things. And so it's the the best moments. list this is the best it, it, it's, it's in the title, right? It's the yep. best tool that you can have that will give you some clarity on what matters most, because that's the first hurdle. If it matters to you, you're more willing to stick it out. Now, Do you want to lose weight just because Instagram tells you you want to lose weight? Or is there a deeper thing? Did your doctor tell you you need to lose weight? Then there's some urgency there. Um, Those things. So the best moments list is the first thing. And then start with the easiest of goals. The easiest. You know, it's... I listened to a podcast today, actually, with a brain doctor. And he said the main... the, The best thing people can do... Like the best thing America can do to help with Alzheimer's is to move the people that never exercise to take a thousand steps a day. That would be the biggest growth in diminishing Alzheimer's in America. Is not for me and you who exercise constantly to go exercise an hour more, but to get the ones who never move to just move a thousand steps. And you'll see that, you know, 20 years from now, those people are going to be in better shape. Therefore, the whole country will be in better shape. And so, finding whatever smallest goal you can have in order to move you towards that bigger goal um, will make sure that you stick it out. Because if you tell me all you got to do is walk a thousand steps, that's easy. I can do that. Yeah. Right. And you just need to do that for a whole year. Perfect. I can do that. That's a good easy goal. Now. Do you want to move up? Sure. Let's do 5,000 steps every day. And then I can do that because I've been doing 1,000 steps for a year. Now I know it's already part of my schedule, right? And so figuring all that out and then blocking the time. And John has probably three or four lessons inside the community just on productivity, blocking time, um, his calendar system, like the Kanban. Like we practice what we preach, the Kanban system of productivity with sticky notes and things like um it just helps it just helps like it just being organized helps as long as you don't keep the the systems too complicated that slows you down <laughs> right. right and then adapting those systems to you and to your lifestyle um that that would just help you move forward and you just get a little bit of momentum and then it just snowballs into something unstoppable truly
0: yeah that's cool what i love when john talks about on the the easy goals right you win the games when you set games are easier to win when you set the rules
1: yes yes uh, you make the rules yeah and that's the thing it's you know we this year we're timing we're we're counting time how much time we spend on our goals that's a big community goal um and lots of people do i count this do i count when i do this i was like (laughs) you count whatever you want that like it's your goals like you you make the rules like, you can't lose. You can't lose when you make the rules. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's, well, you know, you've, you've got young kids. They, they've figured that yeah. out. Somewhere Correct. along the way we yeah. lost it. They, they just change the rules constantly, by... <laughs> so they never lose. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, I'm curious, the, um, and uh, I don't want to take this too long, but one of the things I recognized in myself when I went through the setting goals and going back and reviewing yeah. the goals and John has his different, uh, the different games he plays, yeah. right, types, most of my goals were all like work related professional mm-hmm. related yep. and um which was surprising to me it, <laughs> i felt a little bad about myself right yep. i you know the the goals within my family, the goals within my friends um and, and let's call it you know personal satisfaction yeah, not work related stuff were were really light and yeah. um do you see that frequently or or yeah in an oddity?
1: No, especially for men too. I think there's a little bit more of that. Um, the it's much easier to set work goals yeah. than because those already somebody kind of is telling you or your business is telling you what the goals are, right? Setting personal goals, family goals requires a little vulnerability, mm-hmm. and it's it's hard for us to 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 look inside and to gain that self awareness and be like, yeah. I... So like this year, I, my goal, and that was last year's goal, which didn't happen, but it was to teach my six-year-old how to ride a bike without training wheels, you know, but it just didn't happen. Like my other goal was to potty train my four-year-old boy, which that's a mission right there, you know, (laughs) and so but we got that one done, right? We got that one done, but my, my six-year-old daughter sacrificed her goal So that I could at least get a potty trained child in the household, you know. So this year, that's the goal. Um, That's a family goal. And then, you know, we trying to take a a Sabbath, a full day off um, as a family has been one of our family goals. And that's a struggle because now you technically are shortening your week by a day. And so that means that I can't extend my work hours into that day. So it requires more um, planning. Um, we are trying to eat a more vegetarian diet, um, just so that we can treat our bodies a little bit better. Um, and so that's been one of our goals is I check it off. Like, I think we have a goal of four, four days a week. We're only eating a vegetarian meal. And I'm not going full vegan cause that's a little bit too much. I like my cheese, you know, yeah. but in eggs, yeah. but, um, but like I'm tracking that, like I'm tracking, four times a week, did we eat a full, you know, vegetarian meals, even the kids, you know, and so um, figure out what, and I think it it requires sitting down with the rest of your family, whoever it is, like, if you have kids, if you don't have kids, if you live with your parents, or, and figure out maybe two to three goals that, that you want to accomplish that year, and makes, make those that truly matter, that you truly care about, also, because if, you're just coming up with oh i want to go on more dates with my wife well that's so vague that you know like last year you went on one date this year you got to do this two and you two, double that yeah. yeah. goal <laughs> like you know what i'm saying like so like i just came back from a lunch date with my wife because we're trying one lunch date because we can't do dinner dates all the time because we got right. two young kids and like babysitter the babysitter game is too expensive nowadays you know and so just gotta um we gotta do it while the kids are in school and so we've been doing date breakfasts and date lunches um but track it like track it and john has a goal of he's just going to be kinder to his family and he tracks how many times he could have been mean but he actually answered with kindness so he actually has a tracker that he marks it off how many times he's done that you know and so it it, you can track anything you can turn anything into a game and that makes it more fun you know, that makes it a lot more
0: fun. Yeah. Well, and I like that vulnerability too, because to be able to say I could have been mean to you, who, yeah. who admits
1: who that admits they're mean <laughs> the family, right?
0: We all are, but who admits <laughs> that we do that? And, uh, 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 yeah, but I think that's what ultimately what makes us better. Yeah. You know, that sure. helps us become the, the parents and the, the siblings and the relationships that we want to have. No, I like that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. So. Very cool. Well, Gian, I really appreciate you taking time to uh, to chat with me, and uh, I've been looking forward to this since you said uh, let's do it uh, probably two months ago now. Yeah, and uh, now really looking forward to to continuing to engage in the community. Um, certainly having John uh, come speak. Uh, don't know if you're there, but if you are, uh, I would love to uh, to catch up over a beer, yeah. and um, and hear about your uh, your ultra marathon. That's the the one goal that I had in my life that I. I, I don't know if I'll be able to hit. My knees are starting to hurt a little bit more. On yeah, me, but, uh,
1: but, but hey, you start with an easy goal, and you start that process all over again. You you can make sure that that's guaranteed for guaranteed. sure. Nice. <laughs> we'll
0: have to uh, hear about your experience and, uh, and then walk through it. So awesome, awesome. I will uh, link to um, to the community and and certainly the book uh, in the the show notes. So anybody who's interested in engaging, um, yeah. you know, please please engage. Uh, because ultimately, we're all on this uh, this path to just do better and, and yep. have more fun. And I think it all starts with, uh, well, all it takes is a goal. <laughs> That's right.
1: Awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you.